but but I I didn't feel like I fit. And this is something I remember saying in college that there is something about feeling more comfortable. What how did I used to phrase it? Feeling more comfortable being an outsider who was an insider. Oh. An insider who was an outsider. I'll explain. Eita Brasil. Tá comigo? Humans, welcome back to La Mezcla. Thank you so much for being here. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and all the other platforms. Uh, sorry this one's going up a little later than usual. I had some computer trouble, but I'm excited for you to hear this one. Let's get into it. Our guest today is uh, the wonderful Liz Days. Uh, Liz is a stand-up and a comedic actor based in New York. Uh, she's uh, known for her solo sketch show, Flighty Connections. Uh, she's going to be in the upcoming YouTube Red series, Payroll. Uh, Liz is a delightful, delightful comedian, and she's biracial. Uh, so we talked about growing up in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, sort of making the decision uh, to transition into a creative career, uh, the journey of doing stand-up, and negotiating her identity as a black and white person uh, in the creative industry. It's a super interesting conversation, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. I hope you enjoy. Doors I bust through it, some people cut fuses, but it's useless cause you know we shine on them. I was searching for a perfect place and time to get peace of mind. It wasn't hard to find. I can't look as a line Okay, so I think we could we could get started. I mean I like pre-roll recorded on this, but like I'll probably cut it all out. Uh, cool. So, uh, hi, Liz. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. <laughs> Why are you covering me. your mouth? I don't know because like I was like, Woo, we're, we're no <laughs> you're allowed to be excited. <laughs> uh, hi. Thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah. Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to La Mescla, a new episode. Uh, let's just uh, let's start with the basics. So, uh, where are you from originally, and what's your what's your mix? Ote. I am. I, Ote. Ote. She said Ote. I sure did. Uh, I uh, grew up in New Haven, Connecticut. I was born. I was born in New York. Lived here for at home. The midwife, weirdo. That's <laughs> no, fine. I was born at home, uh, but I lived here for like six months, I think. And then we moved to. Mm-hmm. We, I was in New Haven from age five on. Uh huh. Um. And then I've been in, back in New York forever, Evs. Oh, okay. Yeah, for Very cool. Years. I feel like I'm like the oldest person on your podcast. Oh my God, who gives a shit? <laughs> I don't care. It's who just funny. I, I, don't care. I don't care. I'm going to shut up about that. No, uh, it's fun. I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to be like a, a cautionary tale. I'm like, guys, don't do what I did. Yeah, let's make this my career. Let's make this that episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so my background, I am, uh, I'm biracial. I am um, black and white. Okay. Yeah. Which parent is which? See, I'm super pale. Um, my mom is white. My dad is black. Gotcha. Both American. Um, dad's from Georgia, from mm. Oshart, Florida, Georgia. He actually lived in Nourishell from like age 13 on. Okay. So. And my mom's from Rhode Island, Providence. Rhode how'd, they, Island. how'd they meet? They met uh, because my dad, who's a lawyer, he was at law school at Yale. Whoa. Yeah, I know. He's not, he's a tough shit. <laughs> 
Uh, no, he uh, it was at law school. My mom was at Connecticut College, um, which was all women college at the time. And uh, this is so random, but my dad was a member of the Yale Russian Chorus. Wow. With, that sang Russian folk songs. Okay. It's real weird. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, and my mom was taking Russian as a foreign language at Connecticut College. And the guy who taught Russian at Connecticut College was the conductor of the Yale Russian Chorus. And wow. he got his ladies from Connecticut College and his men's the, from the Yale. The incestuous Russian I know. community. <laughs> it was crazy. But so so your dad was the one on, on the Rus- in the Russian Chorus. Yeah. Isn't that random? So a black dude from Georgia in the Russian Chorus yeah. at Yale? Yeah. Wow. I know. What was that like for him? I don't know. I mean, he <laughs> he seemed to... I, I, you know what? I, I should ask him. I've never actually asked him what drove him to join. I mean, he likes singing. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to jump ahead, but I was not raised with any religion, and I was in the gospel choir. In yes, college, please save so. that for the religion section. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> no, section. Keep going, keep no, going. no, but I'm saying like there may be one of those things where it's like if you like to sing, you're like I'm going to join a chorus. Oh, yeah. this chorus is hiring or totally. <laughs> you know, whatever. Or not hiring, you know. I guess I'm doing the Russian. I guess I'm one. doing the Russian thing. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's a it's a really cool chorus. Like they sang all these like Russian folk songs. It's great harmonies That's awesome. and like. Wow. So I don't know what drove him to join that or drove my mom to take Russian as a foreign language, but huh. somehow it was fate. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. So yeah, they met in a collaborative thing that the conductor slash teacher got of uh-huh. those two groups and they uh, and they liked each other, I guess. And what do your parents yeah, uh, what do your parents do now? Uh, my dad is retired. Uh, he was a law a lawyer and a law professor okay. uh, for a long time. And uh, my mom's a, a visual artist, which she does. Whoa, very cool. What yeah. kind of what kind of stuff? Like painting? Or? It's wacky stuff. I mean, she was um, uh, a biology major in college before she became an art an art person. I love so that. So her stuff is like I like for instance the other day I had some mold in my fridge and I took a picture of it and sent it to her. She's like, ooh, because she had this <laughs> she had this whole series where she was painting like mold images in that the, sounds you know, look like, like that sounds like a biological artist. Yeah, it was. So she, oh shit. I just knocked them out. Oh, unbelievable. <sighs> I don't respect the technology. <laughs> no, um, so yeah. So she does stuff like that. She had lots of she had like this hanging canvas phase. She uh-huh. had um she's been doing something. What has she been doing recently? Just stuff stuff that feels very like experimental and kind of scientific in it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love cool that. stuff. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Uh, so so you grew up in New York then? No, no, grew up in New Haven. Grew up in New Haven. Yeah. So what what's New Haven? I don't know shit about New Haven. It's a weird town. It's a uh, it's Yale is where Yale is. Right. Is um, it just like Yale and then not a lot else? No, I mean the rest of the city is great. It's it's very much. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it, I think it had kind of a division for a while where it was like there was something weird with Yale, like not paying taxes or something. But there was like a division that between like the community, right. the community and the college, and yeah. kind of because a lot of New Haven is very poor. So mm. there's a I don't I think at one point it was like crack capital of the world or something like that. I don't know. That was way back when. Wow. The New Haven I grew up in I loved. There are definitely poor parts of poorer parts of it, but. Um, has a lot of arts. It's been building up a lot of the mm-hmm. art scene. They have something called the Arts and Ideas Festival every June, and they have like all these performances on the New Haven Green oh, and at various cool. locations, international. Is that where you started getting the the performance bug? No, I think I got I got the performance bug. I don't know when it exactly started, but I went to a um, I went to an arts uh, magnet middle school. Okay, so that's where I did where I had like the array of like dance music 
theater, all that stuff. That's awesome. As part of the regular curriculum. At this point, is your mom already doing art? Yeah, she was oh, doing. She's been doing art since. So you had an artist parent. Yeah, I had an artist who was parent. like all about it. Yeah, that's my awesome. parents are super supportive of the arts. They're that's like, great. Yeah, I know it's it's good stuff. I feel lucky. That's amazing. So yeah. in terms of like who you're hanging out with, like what kind of crowd you're running with when you're young, you're growing up in New Haven, mm-hmm. are you just uh, like culturally speaking, what kind of crowd are you running with? Very good question. I mean, all of my... That's why they pay me shows. nothing to the do this show. Big, oh, no. I was like, the big bucks. Oh, yeah. That's, um, I, soon, soon. Soon somebody will give me some big bucks. I'm very excited for your life. Oh, thanks so much. Um, I Yeah, well, who did I hang with? Let's see. When I was... Um, in elementary school, I would say, if I want to generalize, I say that Please do. the majority. I will. <laughs> um, I feel like the majority of my early close friendships were white girls, mm-hmm. um, but my schools were very diverse. Gotcha. Um, ethnically and otherwise. So. Um, and was was yeah. race ever a discussion in your household with your parents, or was it just sort of like this is our family and it is what it is? I think it was that this yeah. is our family and it it is what it is, which is interesting because I, I think you know as I went through, as we all have um, little moments of you know identity crisis. Of course, yeah, <laughs> every day. Um. I, I I think about the fact that I wasn't, I mean, it's not like my mom sat down and be like, and was like, this is the history of Irish people, but like, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Scottish, English, whatever. Her so that's the other side. Like, it's like English, that's, Scottish. That's her whole interesting. But, but both sides were here very early. So gotcha. we're not like recent immigrants at all. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad's side, obviously, whole nother ball game in yes. the U.S. history. But, um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no, but, um, no, I don't ever really remember it being a lesson. Or a mm. discussion, really. Yeah. And I don't know if I really asked the questions when I was younger. Sure. Like, I definitely started asking a lot of questions by the time I was in college, maybe a little bit before mm-hmm. there. But, yeah. And where did you go to college? Like, went to NYU. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I stayed forever. What did you go there for? Uh, I was an English major. Very nice. Yeah, I figured it was nice and general. So do you remember, like, <laughs> the, at the point in time where you started asking those kinds of questions, yeah. like, what kind of stuff were you curious about? I was curious about sort of where I fit, because I don't know if this is everyone's college experience, but I, 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 I probably a lot of colleges have clubs. Like, it's, it's right. clubs and, you know, organizations that are like, here's the Black Student Union and right. the, um, the, the Gospel Choir. And <laughs> Did were you in the gospel choir? This is so weird. This is, you're gonna love this. I freaking was such a weirdo. And I mean, I'm still a weirdo, but I'm in college because weirdos I make think the world I, go around. Oh, good. I feel like I didn't know. I didn't feel comfortable joining either of my ethnic groups. I don't. I don't know what my mom's side would have been. The white student. Union. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's a thing at I some know, places, just, which is unfortunate. I know that freaks me out a little. Jesus um, Christ. Anyway, um, but but I, I didn't feel like I fit. And this is something I remember saying in college, that there is something about feeling more comfortable. What How did I used to phrase it? Feeling more comfortable being an outsider who was an insider. Oh. An insider who was an outsider. I'll explain. <laughs> for instance. Oh, she prepared I, for this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about this shit all the time. No, I joined... Um, 
I joined briefly a group called Lucha. <laughs> Latinos Unidos con honor y amistad. Oh my God, amazing. I did. Lucha. And nobody, nobody, I mean, they knew I wasn't like Latina. Like they knew I wasn't, I wasn't like sure. blind to everybody. But like, I sort of was like, well, oh. I, don't, I don't know. We probably look equally Latinx. And, yes. And like you could, you could have, you could have faked that. That's the thing. I could have faked it. But <laughs> I didn't. No, but I, but I think there was a part of me that was like, I don't know where I fit. Where do people accept me? Interesting. And like, and so, Lucha accepted you. Well, yeah, for a little while. It was sort of like weird, but I hung out. What, I knew so some other kinda, people who were part of it. What kind of stuff did, did the organization do? They had, uh, what did they used to have? They had uh, events that talked about, uh, latin culture i mm. think they had some music you know events or sure. parties that kind of thing events yeah, yeah. but um yeah i don't even remember what my involvement was i just remember being in that group for a little period of time i knew some people in it yeah, yeah. and it was sort of like i know i'm not latina but um i feel comfy i look like these people you know whereas <laughs> if i were saying like the black student union i'd be like well this is my people but i don't under- i don't know if right, fit, right, right you know right. so did you ever make an an effort with the Black Student Union, or you just sort of avoided? I don't think it I did. That's yeah, kind of I'm... like how I was. I know in college I didn't join any Latino anything. Yeah. Uh, sort of out of the same kind of imposter syndrome. Yes, it is that imposter syndrome. Yeah. I never really use that term with race, but I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think which, of it in terms of you know career sure. stuff or whatever. Which, to be fair for both of us, since you know we're both pretty white passing, it's like at the end of the day, like. It is an advantage, but it's still like a little bit, it's still an alienating thing to feel like you can't fully connect with or be accepted into that community. Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes I wonder if that's completely in my head or not, because I've certainly met lots of Latinos who were like, no, like, stop that bullshit. Like, you're one of us, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like all it takes is that one person to, to be to, like, you don't fit. Exactly. And that's the only person you hear for the rest it's of your true. life. It's true. Well, I think that was a, a, a thing for me that I was, I was feeling a lot that like, you know, as I get older, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I wonder how much my not, um, fitting, feeling like I felt was more, fit was more about me and right. like what I would, you know, it, I'm sure it was Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. A good part. percentage of it. I yeah. mean, I think that's true of any human being. Yeah. Even, like, not even talking about race or cultural identity. Like, we all have some sort of, like, struggling with belonging or, like, feeling like you're fitting in, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Deep mm, shit. Deep shit, man. Deep shit. Okay, so where are we? We're st- so we're still in, like, college years. Uh, so what's going on? So you're an English major. Are you considering mm-hmm. performing at all? Like, what's going on at this point in time? I, well, I got that speech from in high school that was like, don't do acting unless it's the only thing Oh, you yeah. Tell do. me about that. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, high school. They're always well, like, What was that conversation They're like, don't, that's what they said to the, the students. They're like, don't go into acting unless it's the only thing you want to do because it's so hard. Wait, who's the they here? Oh, teachers. Okay. They, I thought I you meant your parents. Like, oh, no, no, no. It was, I'm like, no, no. My parents were like, do live your life. No, um, they, uh. No, I think it was a, um, it was like a protective thing or a liability. I don't know <laughs> what it was for a teachers. Not a liability. Thing. We don't want to be responsible for their failures. <laughs> no, um, no, but there was like a thing that's like you know we don't want to be like go out. It's easy. You know we want to let right. you know that yeah, you have be to be committed it. to it if you're gonna go do this. Right. Um. So I that's why I think I did English major instead of like applying to Tish. I don't know if I would have gotten sure. into Tish yeah, or what yeah, would have yeah. happened. But um, but they had acting opportunities in the 
Department of Education. Oh, hell so, yeah. So what, I you were doing some... I most of my electives. Some <laughs> educational like, theater stuff? Yeah. That's fun. I did like, well, it was, it was show, I mean, they did shows like anywhere else. They just weren't like high production. So Got I it. had, I don't know, I remember I stage managed something. I took some acting classes, a directing class. I took a stage craft class. All like, right. Yeah, yeah, I took yeah. a theater crit- criticism class. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, went, I was well-rounded. In, That's awesome. In, so at this point, it's, this sounds like it's somewhat similar to how I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause for me, I'll just speak from my experience instead yeah. of assuming I can speak for yours. Uh, uh, so like, basically for me, it was like, in the back of my head was always like, I want to be an actor. Always. Mm-hmm. Like literally always. Like since I was wh- however old, like mm-hmm. 10 or whatever. Uh, but like the the immigrant parent thing and like the many other societal factors, whatever the socioeconomic status, all that stuff. I was always like, yeah, well, you you know, do other stuff, like make sure that you have stuff to fall back on, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I sort of pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back until like I found myself a couple years out of college working full time in the film industry, wanting to die. And I was like, well, I can just like, I can do this or not. Uh, and then like uh, finally making that switch. So like, yeah. where does that, where does that step happen for you? Uh, not for a while. I mean, I, I definitely had it there. And then when I left college, I said, I don't know what the hell I want to do. Yeah. And so I, uh, which is true of it's most true of, of us. everybody, but like I, um, signed, I signed or I applied I uh, went through the process of doing uh, the Teach for America program. Oh, shit. You did that? I did. I taught for I think I know a couple years. people who yeah. did that. Where did you get placed? Because you get In placed anywhere over the country, right? Yeah. It was kind of funny. We all, At the time when I did it, they, they had like a common training area. So everybody trained in Houston, Texas for a summer. Interesting. Which was hot as fuck. It I bet it was crazy. fun, though. Yeah, it was fun. Had to have been like adult summer camp. Oh, yeah, something. it was. It was crazy. But I mean, it was traumatizing, too, because we were learning how to teach. And I was like, ha, ha. But yes, it was fun. <laughs> uh, I never got good at uh, lesson planning, which is like a major part of teaching. So. Uh-huh. Uh, that sure. wasn't helpful. Yeah, I, but, do, um, I do some teaching. Yeah, sure. Do you? I do, yeah. I teach acting for kids oh, and good. like improv classes, uh, sometimes like corporate workshops and stuff. Oh, That's like God. one of one of my survival jobs. That's great. Um, but I, I sort of like um I improv was sort of something I spent a long time on. Mm-hmm. I I've trained in it at this point for like six years or something like that. Yeah. So when it comes to teaching, sometimes I think I get too loose with it sometimes where I'm like, I can just kind of wing my lesson plan and it'll be fine and it's but bad. You probably- you have, to pre- you have to prepare. Yeah, you, you have do. to prepare. You do. And sometimes I'm underprepared and it's bad. That's what happened to me. Like, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh my God. You better, you better start <laughs> thinking that everybody's going to listen to this. I, mean, I, feel, uh, I hear that in the other ones I've listened to. You're like, I hope this person doesn't hear this. They're not going to listen to this. I'm like, what is I guess I should you? be more like positive mindset. People are listening to it. But it's, you know, it's still a new show. It's, it's know. you know, it's getting out there. It's I'm, I'm not saying There's... people will never listen to it. I'm right. saying these are the early days. This is like Mark Maron in his garage when he still like is kind of suicidal. I'm not saying... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I am. I'm just, this is the analogy. Uh, and then in like a couple of years, I'll be the biggest podcast on the planet. I love it. I love that. Except for the suicidal part. Don't do that. My sure, mom sure, sure. will listen. Hello, mother. Mother. Oh, hello. What's your mom's name? Anne. Hi, Anne. <laughs> I, Anne, if you, Anne, if you're listening to this, can your next art piece be like, like a picture of me, but like out of like a mold patterns. Ooh. I would go bananas for Commission. that. Commission. I would go bananas for that. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So what I was saying something. Oh, Teach America. So yeah, that was a, a crazy 
couple years. So I they train everybody trained in Houston, but then I almost felt like New York was like the dumping ground, sadly. But a lot of really people, because which is weird because you would think it would be one of the tougher places. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of big cities involved in Teach for America, and small rural t- rural towns. But um, uh, no, they the. I think the criteria, like the tests that you had to take to go in New York were a lot more lax. It may have been because they were desperate for teachers. Uh-huh. You know, all these programs popped up in there. But anyway, there were people who didn't pass their test to go to like the Rio Grande or to like LA or something like that. Gotcha. They were like, send them to New York. So <laughs> there were a couple people wow, who were I supposed never... to go somewhere else and ended up here. And I was like, that I never would have thought that New York would be like the the put out to pasture. Yeah, place. I mean, I don't want to say dumping grass is terrible, but they, it may have had to do with a need that they're willing to overlook certain sure. things because they're like, you know what, these are... Sure. So how how long are you teaching if you get put in that program? Uh, it is a two... I don't know how it's going now. I assume it's the same, but it's a two-year commitment. Okay. And uh, there are people that don't make it past the first year. There are people that don't make it past the first week. There were <laughs> people who quit. Did you finish it? In my first week. I did. So I you was, did two years. Yeah, but it was challenging. I, I taught in uh, the South Bronx in mm-hmm. my first year and I taught in Inwood okay. the second year at that play. I don't know if you've seen that school that's on it's like one ninety two in Broadway. Salome Orena. Oh yeah, probably. I used to live I used to live on two hundred and fourth and Sherman, so I've oh. definitely walked past it. Oh that's great. I was about to say my address, but I won't Yeah, probably I'm don't want to do that. <laughs> probably don't want to do that. <laughs> Everybody's gonna listen to this. I don't want stalkers. <laughs> yeah, that's no. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, but so I taught Inwood, but the, the first year I uh I did not I I was just not good, and I and I hate to be. Well, who is good their first well, year? There are some people I think that really, it's sort of it's almost like the don't do acting unless it's the only thing you want to do. It's they. Right. There were people who went into teaching because they wanted to be teachers, mm. and they actually had a sort of a skill that they started with. Maybe they had worked at programs, and you yeah. had to do some things before you got Teach for America. But yeah. I was sort of like. I like kids, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't anymore at all. I hate yeah. kids. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that ruined me for so many things. But it's fine. But I'm, I do not regret doing it. I yeah. feel like it was a, it was a real growth thing. Yeah, talk me. about a formative experience. But not to bring it back to the race stuff, oh, I was thinking please, about this that's also. Quite literally, the point of the show. I know. It's <laughs> I did it. You know what you're doing. I nailed it. No, I, uh, I thought about this too. I was like. I don't think I even mentioned my race or anything to my students. I'm trying to, I mean, mm. it's, race is such a weird thing when you look like me, us, because it's sort of one of those things where I don't know, it feels weird to bring it up unless it's a conversation. <laughs> unless somebody else brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unless somebody else has sort of initiated the conversation. Yeah, because, because part of me feels, feels like awkward. people who look like us, regardless of the fact, like, we are, you are authentically black, like, I am authentically Peruvian, but, like, I feel like if I bring it up first, it's weird, and it's me trying to, like, win points or something, even though I'm genuinely not trying to, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's often come off that way to people, mm-hmm. and that's the worst feeling for me. It feels like, oh, I'm not trying to win a contest, I'm just, like, trying to, you know, be real. That's what I, that's... Yeah, that's what I feel. And I, I feel like with those, with the kids that I was working with, it was predominantly black. I guess Inwood was more black Latino. Yeah. Um, yeah, very Dominican, very Puerto mm-hmm. Rican neighborhood. But I was, you know, but I think the issue with me is when I, when I like tell my race to people, it gets various responses. But I feel like um, one of the responses I've gotten over, over my life is sort of like an assumption that I, that now I, 
I connect in a different way where I, I may still not connect in that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm sort of like, oh, you're black, so you understand this. I was like, no, I still don't get right. that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I didn't grow up with that. And I did grow up not poor. And I did grow up um, with a dad who's an, a professor. And right. I did, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's all these other factors that yeah. are not stereotypically what right. yeah. black is seen as in this country. Right. I can kind of relate because being... Uh, what is be, what is seen as being Latino in this country is very different than what I was raised with too. I mean, I was raised with a single mom who we we grew up. We didn't have a lot of money, but like we grew up in a in a pretty affluent town. Uh, so like, I always had the chip on my shoulder of like us not having the kind of money that everybody else had. Yeah. But compared to a neighborhood like Inwood, like we were doing all right. So like, yeah. it's kind of this weird thing where it's like I oh, I can kind of identify with you, but not really. Uh, I think that's the interesting thing that. America does uh, does to people. America, why you? So as so what? So at the end of this two years of teaching, or is this when you're like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. So was. what do you do? You finish teaching, and you're like, I'm just gonna get into classes. Yeah. I'm gonna like book shows and yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was so weird. The whole thing was so weird because I hadn't been in that world ever and yeah. I felt like um yeah it was very much like out of the gates but most mostly and this is why it's so, this is why I feel like a cautionary tale sometimes like oh, yeah please say I, it right into the mic here it is here's the warning all of you all of you young people no, I was kidding I'm not old I'm gonna shut up about that I don't believe in old um no I um I started I, I feel like so much of this career and I think everybody feels this way a lot of this career Unless you have a big break or unless, you know, I don't know. If you're if you're really hustling, I guess there's maybe more opportunities. But the point is, so much of my career has been finding jobs to support me even going on auditions. You know what I mean? So it's uh, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's how everybody. it is for everybody. Unless your name is like Jason Paramount. Oh. <laughs> and then like, you probably oh, don't need a job. That is my name. I should have used it more. Oh, that's kidding. right. That's anyway, right. It's like a name Jason Paramount. <laughs> Okay, so I yeah, well, that's a lot. That's, yeah, that's the thing that's a lot of people thing. don't realize, including like God love of my family members who are like, "You're doing it! Like, yes! you're in New York and you're doing it." People and I'm like, see well, comedy shows. I'm, I'm like, in. well, yeah. I'm stressed all the time. I know my Instagram looks great, but like, holy shit, oh it's a God. stressful time. Oh, I I gave blood yesterday. I'm not trying to brag, but I do. Okay, I'm probably gonna get a snaps free uh, twenty five dollar Fandango card. I don't know. <laughs> pretty, pretty excited. Uh, hey, you can eat off that for a week. Pretty excited. No, uh, but the guy who was taking my blood was asking me all these questions about my life. And I, I think he was trying to relax me. Mm-hmm. Which, meanwhile, I was like, dude, I've done a playlist before. You don't have to worry about me. I'll be fine. I'm watching, I'm watching Hannibal Buress comedy. <laughs> <laughs> While giving blood? Yeah, that's, great. that's good. No, anyway, but he was asking me all these questions. And it was kind of stressing me out. Because yeah. he was like, oh, you're an actor. You make a lot of, I heard they make lots of money. I was like, ah, what? No, who are you talking about? I was like, maybe sometimes when I'm doing not actoring stuff, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, I yeah. make some money. So anyway, so after I left teaching, I I got a job through a friend handing out flyers at the T- TKTS booth. Oh my God, I did that for a summer. What the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah, I did that for way too. All yeah. of my jobs I've done for way too long. Like yeah. I'm like, why am I still doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of the winter, like. <sighs> oh like, yeah, no, I only did it during the summer, and I was like, there's no. They asked me, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm doing this even during the fall. It was fucking nuts. It's such a hell weird. No. There are people job. as we speak there right now, and I feel so bad for them. God, it is really cold. I it know really some cold. of them, and shout outs to the uh, the the comedy the comedy show guys, <laughs> the Comedy oh! Central comedy show guys, who just fun fact for everybody. They're not selling comedy shows, if you catch my drift. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. But those dudes are not selling comedy shows. What? <laughs> uh, they were, I don't even know this. Oh, they were, they were just, very, just very nice drug dealers <gasps> who, when I worked there, were just, like, very cool with me because we worked on the same corner all the summer. Oh, but, like, the, uh, take, it, take it from someone who did it for a month. This is a scoop for anybody who, wow. who is listening who doesn't live in New York. And I have a weirdly big listener base in Minnesota. Hope no police I, are listening to this. Oh, they will be. Um, there's feeling like a mad sting yeah. because of this. <laughs> that, would be a weird, that would be a weird use of NYPD resources. Uh, but anyway, yeah, a lot of those dudes, uh, they don't make their money off those comedy show ticket sales. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I anyway, yeah, I you're. Know, so I worked. There. I handed out flyers. I met all of my jobs. I mean, everybody's talking about this, but like, I found it's. I think for the most part, I've gotten through other people. So I was at CKTS booth because someone knew someone who ran a show who needed fly like that. Uh-huh. Someone I knew from college. Uh, then I met someone from there who did cater waitering, which is when I got into That's that. That's how it goes. That's how it madness. goes. Yeah. and that connected with other those jobs. Um, it's sort of just been I've sort of been in all those worlds forever. Like yeah. I still I still cater waiter on occasion. I totally. Uh, I don't hand out flyers anymore, but I um you know I'm try- I'm always yeah, trying you, to. Piece you got to do what together. you got to do. Oh, so, I did. I worked at a school oh, again. Actually, I thought I was never going to be back in education. Mm. I, one of my day jobs was at a school for like eight years. Cool. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Not teaching though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I had something, and now I'm losing oh, it. Oh, shit. I, should not, I interrupted you. You had a face on, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to say something. Unbelievable. And I interrupted you. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So when does uh, – so you're you're starting on the acting track, but is comedy always a part of that? Like, when does comedy start to enter the equation? No, I was a dramatic actor. Mm, me too. Yeah. Me too for I a little while. I think everybody is. Everybody's yeah. like, I'm going to I mean, on many levels, I still think I am, yeah. but, like, it's like definitely not what I do no. for the most part. Well, it's not my face, I think, is what I've realized, too. There yeah. is a part, like, as much as, like, you can identify your identity, there's a lot of it that's defined by outside factors. <laughs> that's just, the, that's the soup we <laughs> swim in. Business, like, that's the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, but I I was doing I, I did like a production a small production of Medea when I first started. Wow. Out. It was very wow. dramatic. I did um, um, I don't know I did a couple a couple uh, performances that were pretty dramatic. But uh, no, the comedy stuff didn't come till later. I have I have two people that I call the architects of my life. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Tell me about them. One of them is my friend Missy Baker, who's a comedian. But she was one of my roommates at one point. She's okay. I've been living in the same apartment in Inwood for a thousand years, and she I had wow, good for you. I've bounced around. I, I, I have so much shit. Like that Marie Kondo stuff is fucking real for me. I'm like, oh god, I never moved anything. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be horrible. No, but um, Missy is a comedian, and she. Um, uh, she was my roommate, so she I met her through Craigslist. She lived briefly in my apartment, then moved wow. back home, then came back to the city, and she always Oof. wanted to do stand-up. You lucked out. I have a Craigslist roommate story that uh, would 
make you shake. I want you to tell me. I can't tell it right now because oh, okay. it's very long, but I do tell it on stage sometimes oh, and good. it goes over very I'll well. I'll catch it. I'm very excited. Uh, so anyway, um, Missy. Missy. She's great. Uh, she So she was my roommate. She left, went home for a little while, then came back to the city and she was like, we've got to do comedy. And I was like, okay. We and do? I, yeah, I know. I was like, ah. And I, I don't know if I ever actually told her this. I get, I'm one of these people who needs to... Like, some people I know need to do things with friends mm. to give them the confidence to move forward. Right. I need to do things by myself to give me the confidence because I, I feel like I, I'm not succeeding yeah. unless I'm doing it on my own with strangers watching. I think I'm more I think I'm more like that. I think uh, at first I'll be like, I need a buddy and I need, like, I need some support. But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, if you're really doing this, no, nobody should know about it. Like, in a weird way. Like, you should be going out here and nobody should know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. like, eventually people take notice it's like yeah. this weird romantic streak it i have really i think is. i know so that's what i did I, I can't remember if i told you this but like a few months before we did our our first open mic i uh-huh. did a random open mic by myself mm. <laughs> just to see if i had the goods oh yes i've been there it was fine i was i think it was a long time ago and i yeah I don't know. I don't know. I I, I listened <laughs> back. Like I don't know if you've listened. Back. I know you haven't been doing it. You recorded long, it. But, oh yeah, I recorded everything. I think. Ooh, I, oh, did I record that that's first the thing. one? Let me that's ask, a good question. Let me I don't ask think you. I did are you one of these people? One. Are you one of these people who like posts their first like open oh, mic God, set? I don't post, dude. Anything. Me, I don't. Me, post, I have one clip online, I think, from something that, I, and then that's I, like, it. Definitely over have never. All this time. I definitely have never posted any stand up I've ever done, which is not very much. But like, I do know people who were like, tried my first open mic. Here's the video, and I'm like, w- w- you're crazy. Yeah, Why would you do that? Horrific. I can't. I yeah. I barely post anything for two reasons. <laughs> one, I'm I'm nervous about a lot of it. Like I'm like yeah. I don't want this just to be out there. It's for just to comment on. I mean, just by definition. It's not good yet. No, it's terrible. But <laughs> even stuff that I that is my material now, I still sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I put. But also, there's a part of me that's like, well, I don't have an, as much material as I should, and maybe I, I don't want people to. I don't want to blow my wad up. You don't want to burn it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to so burn sad. it. What if someone comes to my show? They'd be like, oh, I saw this online, <laughs> which is so sad because when I started doing comedy, I didn't realize... like your Maria Bamford yeah, I know, and everybody's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I started doing comedy, I didn't actually realize, and I think there's a lot of people don't realize it. Like stand up is not improv; it yeah. is prepared for yeah, the most part. Yeah. You know, there's some people who riff on stage, but most people sure. prepare their sets. And like, yeah, I mean, stand up's definitely going through like a new boom right now. I think, but yeah. still, people kind of don't realize it. Like they'll think that you're coming up with new shit all the time, yes. which is like it's great if you're coming up with new shit all the time, but like. That shit needs to be refined to get to a place where it works. Yeah, and I, I feel like, so when I first saw, I, I saw someone, I saw, um, shout out, Jordan Carlos. I saw him on, live. Um, uh, I don't know what he's doing these days, but he's, he, I he enjoy does stuff. his comedy. I'm sure he's writing he does a lot for of something. Stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sure. No, but he, uh, but I saw him on stage and then I went, I was like, oh, I got to show my friend this guy I saw on stage. He was great. And I looked up the cli- uh, clip and I was like, this is exactly what he did on stage. Yeah, like I was like, it's his this act. Is st- I know. <laughs> I had no idea. Like I think yeah. I really did yeah, think yeah, yeah. that it was, there was a lot of riffing and some comedians are really good at making it feel very spontaneous, right. yeah, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I, I just love. So there's so, there's so much to learn in this. Yeah. Career, what kind man. of stuff do you like to talk about? With Obviously without blowing your wad, so to speak. I'm going to do all my jokes right now. <laughs> Oh, shit. Just kidding. No, I, I should have a shitload more, more material than I do. I did a 30-minute set in June uh-huh. that I was like, this is all my material. 
doing it for doing it yeah. quotation marks for right. a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, so I it's like what I kind of stuff do you like stuff, to explore? Well, this is interesting. I mean, again, tying back to the theme. No, I that is why I'm I do. I know you do. No, I. Um, I know what the fuck I'm I doing. Know. <laughs> I know you do. You totally do. It's awesome. <laughs> no, I. Um, <laughs> I what oh I talk I think a lot of my jokes or early on I remember people um, would be like oh man your your thought process is crazy like yeah. I think a lot of my jokes I still hold on to those because those are the things that people like about my comedy is the stuff that's a little out there uh-huh. um, that's a little like this is something I was thinking about that's like random and yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I have a joke about how I love pockets during the winter and like I have a joke about like I don't know yeah, mascots yeah. playing football and totally yeah the, just, the more like observational stuff yeah I guess observational but weird observation like I'm yeah. like this is well observational like, within your voice yes. within your point of view yes so I have uh, lots of silly jokes like that and I think. Early on, I did. I actually did a one show that I really enjoyed called that was called the Half Breed Comedy Show. Oh hell yeah! Uh, but it was uh, it was uh, run by Alex Burnett, who um, he actually he has a podcast also that I've done that deals with um, multicultural stuff. But he's married to a black woman and has a, is raising a mixed race child. Mm. He's white and Jewish, and um, so he got together comedians that sort of were nice. either mixed or had sort of cultural links that way and did a show. And, uh, Shit, I would have loved to see that. I know. That was in 2008. Anyway. <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> Simpler times. Barack Obama got elected. What? Oh, what <laughs> anyway, I had, they had shirts. There's a guy, Ruby T. What, Ruby? Oh, God. I Talk about a name. time for half-breeds. Like, Barack yeah. Obama got elected. I know. It was time. Yeah. It was all time. <laughs> no, but I did... Um, I did um, jokes. You know, I did all my, my mixed-race jokes or my yeah. race jokes. And... I don't know, like they they went over pretty well in that space. Yeah. But I still, I am still struggling with this because yeah. I, again, it's that thing like, do I like somebody even asked like, why do you want to talk about that? And I was like, why do I want to talk about it? I think it's because I think it's because you haven't sorted it out for yeah, yourself. I think that, and is I think it. that means it's worth talking about. It you know, is. even if it doesn't enter, even if it doesn't make it into your like eventual HBO half hour. Uh, or whatever, but you you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. even if it doesn't become like your solidified like perfect material, I think it's helpful to talk about. I mean, I've done terrible stand up sets where I talk like talk about my my like racial background yeah. or whatever, and it it usually goes over pretty well. Okay. Uh, but it's definitely not perfect. But I think it's like it's useful to talk about because I see a lot of comedy. And it's, I have absolutely zero problem with the observational stuff. Like, that stuff's very hard to write, and people who do it well, I so respect. But yeah, like, me too. I, I see a lot of stuff where it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, like, I don't know, per- personalization of the material to the person. And I really, yeah. I, 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 I like the riskiness of dealing with that shit about yourself. Yeah. I, th- I think that in some ways, like, some of the stuff that I do is leaning on more on. I, I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's personal because it's not. Like some of the some of the goofy stuff I do yeah. is playing into Liz Day's the persona that's like right. ridiculous and comedic and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more so than and like charactery, right? But more so that, and I think this is where the issue comes in. Mm. I haven't figured out how to marry Liz Day's who wants to do a TED talk. <laughs> And Liz Day is a comedian because right. these are deep topics that right. I am grappling the with. The person sometimes. and the stage persona. Yes. Like, where do they diverge and where do they meet? Yeah, because I can be real deep. 
I can have real deep conversations. Yeah. And like I enjoy them, but I don't feel like they're always funny. Right. And so it's sort of like how For can example, I make this it? this entire podcast. Sure. <laughs> no, but I think I fucking enjoy this podcast. I really do. I think oh, you're thanks, doing, ben. I think you're doing great work. I appreciate it. Yeah, I do. But um no, I I feel like I don't know how to marry that and I think that maybe comes off for the audience. I think it may yeah. be less that my material is terrible. Like some of it is right. a lot of work, but But it's that like energy but difference. But I'm like I think it might be an energy shift where suddenly That's I'm really like interesting. Oh, I need to talk about this thing that I'm dealing with and I, I I had a joke for a while that was fun and silly and kind of fit both of those things together. Yeah. It was I joked about how um uh, that there should be a black and white pride parade, like a march. and But I made ridiculous references, like, uh-huh. you know, like a uh, man galloped by on a zebra. And, and I did, I pretended to be a newscaster. Just like all these, yeah, yeah. it was like so dumb. Yeah. But it was kind of a way of marrying like the ridiculous character shit and, yeah. and, and this concept. But now I feel like I'm trying, like I try to work on this, this joke about, um, where I don't feel like I fit completely in two different spaces. Yeah. And that I have a thing. I have yeah. I have a thing that I've been trying to write for like two weeks now, that right now is called half a sandwich, and I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, but I have. I'm not even going to try it right now because I haven't like pieced it together. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a really fine line to walk with material like that. Yeah, and it's. I think too. It's like I I actually took a I took a stand up class recently because I felt so kind of out of it. I wanted yeah. to throw myself back in, remember how to write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things that the teacher said was that. It it was, you know, he was a big proponent of like, you'd go for the laughs, you'd get the laughs, you'd get, you know, high quantity of laughs in a minute, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is an amazing form of comedy. And there are people who can write really tight jokes that way. Right. But then there is, like you said, the, there's that the other John Mulaney's of the world yeah. who are like knocking them yeah. out. Yeah. And the, but there's some, there's some topics that I want to talk about that do require a little bit of an intro. And right. that's the other thing too. I used to say too, that and maybe I should just say this in my comedy, but like I don't do a lot of race material in short sets because people are like confused for that whole five minutes. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, yeah. People can't deal with it, or it's unless too it's one of the a topic that right. they don't want to take in. Unless it's a show that's like explicitly like sure. people are trying stuff out, like an mm-hmm. experimental show or something like that. Yeah, I'll find my niche anyway. But I do need to. I want to work. I want to continue to work on those things, and I'm not sure. Yeah. How to make it in my comment? Yeah. In my comment well, I'm really happy that you, I'm really happy that you're trying it. Because I think for people like us for a long time, it's exactly what we talked about for a, a long period of our lives. It was like, that's not a thing I talk about or even really engage with. So mm-hmm. even if the comedy's bad, the fact that you're engaging with it is is mm-hmm. like the important thing, I think. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's... Um... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. Um, so yeah, that was... Missy got me into comedy. And then from then on, I think I started to realize my comic voice uh-huh. outside of stand-up. So that's what got me into doing more comedy other things. Like right. Like writing. You, you've written so your writing, own wrote, stuff, right? I wrote, yeah, I wrote a, um, a solo character show that I really enjoyed. Nice. It was very fun. I played like six different characters. I oh, that's great. I had video stuff. It was great. But I did it a little bit too long. <laughs> like, I, like, I did it like... Once a year for like four years. Only once a year? That's interesting. It was so weird. Yeah. Uh, No, anyway, so I I think I kind of, for myself, played out some of the storyline in that for myself. There were were different characters, but, you know, they were brought together. It was Uh very... Comedic crash. Sure. Okay. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Comedic crash. Okay. You know that movie? Yeah, of course. I anyway, do. no. Um. So yeah. So I feel like um I want to write more, but I've been having a lot of trouble 
getting yeah. myself to sit down and figure out what, what I want to get out there. Yeah. How... You, so you're not really sure what the next move is. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's how I feel all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's a, I, ultimately, I think that's a better place to be than like, I don't think, if anybody feels like I'm settled, then it's like, oh, great, then you're done. Then yes. I don't want to hear from you. It's like the old, it's the old George, George Carlin thing. Like I heard him say in an interview once uh, that like mm-hmm. an artist has a responsibility to be in process mm. uh, at all times. And I feel that so hard. I love that. Yeah. I think about that all the time. I watch, I was watching the SAG Awards the other day and the guy, um, one of the actors on This Is Us, um, have you watched that? I've seen like a second of it. I know Sterling it. K. Brown's on it. He's great. Yeah, I love they're him. All, they're all freaking great. But um, oh my God, I should know this actor's name and I did not, but he is. Is it the uh, dude from the Heroes? Way. Is he? I think he's on that. Is he? This is not good hosting. <laughs> this is bad hosting. Just keep going. It's not bad hosting. I, literally, I need to learn fucking people's names. It's really bad. Like I literally don't. Anyway, but this guy said they, they were doing that post, you know, award you know, backstage yeah, second yeah, 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 speech yeah. or whatever, but someone asked them like I've never what? understood that. It's, it's like weird. you won the award and you gave a speech. Now come back and, and give do another more one. speech. It's very like, weird. Award show culture is insane. It's, it's crazy. literally insane. Uh, anyway, um he said oh he said I they said what they said any of you guys, any of you a million people on stage right now, it's like the whole cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us what keeps you going in this career or something. And he was like he took the mic and he said, Well I think that um never is he goes it sounds sad but it's not like never never quite being fulfilled <laughs> and i was like oh no I, I get that which makes you want to get something else and i get that so yeah Ugh. sorry <laughs> no that's real <laughs> that's real. i pride i pride myself on this show being like very honest i love it <laughs> and that's i mean i i think anybody who's been on this show and probably anybody who ever will be on it, it like if they're honest with themselves is like yeah that's kind of how i feel uh, it's nuts. I, yeah. I realized something real, recently about myself too which is that I have not really put many deadlines on this career mm. and because I blame it on my grandmother she lived till she was 97 so there's a part of me that's like I'm gonna be trucking forever <laughs> I don't need a rush what am I an actor what am I a dancer what am I an NFL this, star is this white grandmother or black grandmother <laughs> oh so it was white grandmother isn't that interesting <laughs> I don't know why I did that anyway but uh, but yeah she lived for freaking ever and so I think there's a part of me that's like oh I have all the time in the world but then at the same time that can like, be an wow. as- that can be an asset but it can also be a liability yeah I think it's it's kind of been both for me it keeps me it keeps up my longevity in this like I feel like I've been doing it forever even though it's been moving very slowly yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. oh because I, I really have always been, once I started I was like oh, I'm in this yeah I, like I've never been someone who's like if I'm not you know don't succeed in five years I'm oh out. yeah no that's it's like seems so weird yeah, to me, that zero, and sometimes you get that from people of like what's the backup plan and I'm yeah. like fuck you yeah, no, <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, man, it's a marathon. It's it's not a sprint. I mean, it's I a know. sprint for some people, but like for those people who like uh, succeed really quickly, I think generally speaking, generally speaking, and I love to generalize. I love it. It's like those people tend to burn bright for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not what I'm looking for. I know I'll burn bright in my fifties. I keep I keep being a decade off of things. Like I'm always like <laughs> I'm always like I'm gonna be. It's gonna happen in my forties. Oh yeah, I'm still 60. I'm still a shitty naive. Uh, young person and i'm just like oh my god in a year everything's gonna be perfect it freaking could (laughs) it could yeah 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 it could but like let's be real here (laughs) 
Oh man. Okay. I think we're sort of we're winding down okay. uh, on time. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to? Anything you want to plug? Anything? Oh coming? man. Well, I don't. You've been putting these out pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. This one will come out pretty quick. So okay. like, if if you have any shows coming up like within the month, this yeah. uh, this will work. Yeah, yeah. With a show that I did not host tonight, I will be on. Okay. <laughs> Dope comedy on the. There, he's an Upper West Side one, Kevin Barry. Okay. Cool. Uh, at the Heights on one eleven, one twelve in Broadway. Awesome. That's on Wednesday, February. I'm like, what month is it? February twentieth. Okay. And then, uh, Omar Capra. Uh, he has a show. I think there's a place called Friends and Lovers. Have you heard about that? I think so. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, yeah. It's in Brooklyn. It's on Class and Avenue. Anyway, he has a show on Friday, February fifteenth. There that All I right. will be commenting. Very nice. On trying to get back out there. Yeah, hell yeah, it's dude. It's good. It feels good. To That's get great. Back in the world of comedy. Being in the world is a beautiful thing. Even though the world is itself is not so beautiful. Crazy. <laughs> There's beautiful things in the world. Let's love the beautiful things. Oh, let's leave it there. Liz, thank you so much dramatic? for doing this. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. This is so fun. All right. Bye. Come with me. And that does it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Thank you so much to Liz Days for coming in. Thank you to Simple Studios for the recording space. Thank you to uh, Mateo Sounds for the music. Thank you to Esther Burke for the visual art. Uh, thank you to you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Follow it on Facebook and Instagram. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends to tell their friends. Uh, show it to your mom. Yeah, my mom really likes this show, so 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 that's good. Hey, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.